Welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette get together to talk book-related stuff. This could be a review of a book, watch-along of movies based on books, or general ramblings. But be warned, each episode, including this one, contains adult language and spoilers. Consider yourself thoroughly warned, and welcome to our chaotic tea party. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Crones and a Book with your hosts, myself, Shell, and... And your good old friend Annette up the north. Up the north. Um, this episode is a ramble. Yay! We seem to have found our rhythm. Oh, so it's book review, ramble, book review, ramble. Um, and this ramble is what is our most unpopular literary opinion. Yeah, Annette. So, Annette, have you had your thinking cap on? Have you laid awake at two in the morning obsessing about your answer? Hell no, this was piece of piss. (laughs) (laughs) Came to you immediately. My only fear, as I'm going to say to you, you go first, but I have to confess my only fear is that it might be the same as mine. Oh, I don't know. Well, go on. Go. All right. (laughs) Okay, so I don't like The Hobbit. Oh, it's okay. It's not the same as me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's one relief. Yeah. No. Now I can jump straight in with, what do you mean you don't like The Hobbit? <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you remember, but when we were in primary school, mm-hmm. uh, there was a fella who came in to two uh, sessions and he was dressed as Bilbo Baggins. No, I don't fucking remember. You don't that. remember, but he told the story Damn. of The Hobbit. Over these two was, sessions. Was we in the same class? Yeah, because it would have been for all our year, I would have assumed. Yeah, we were in the same class all the way through. Come on. <laughs> no recollection at all of Bilbo Baggins prancing around. But in my defence, Annette, I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this guy, it was obviously one of those travelled around and all that, did the different mm-hmm. schools and stuff. So, yeah, he would come dressed and he had, like, the scarf and the glasses and he would sit down and he told you the story of The Hobbit. Right. And I was so invested in this yeah. guy telling this story. I I was <laughs> hypnotised. I thought it was yeah. brilliant. And then at the end of it, the idea was they sold the book in school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, yes, I need the book book i needed so bad that was so good and then i got the book and it did not feel the same <laughs> having someone tell me this story immediately it's like this is not my fantasy <laughs> this is not what i live for and i th- i honestly think in retrospect when we've talked about stuff how i'm not so much into like the fantasy genre yep I think this this was the, this was a defining moment. Yeah, for you, th- was th- this was patient zero. This is where it happened. <laughs> this fucker sold me on this book so hard that when I came through, I was like, "This is boring." <laughs> I see. I I love them. I think there's a place for them. I think that I loved it more before the films. No, I I fell asleep. Did you? I, we went to see it at the cinema, Michelle. I fell asleep at the first Hobbit movie. <laughs> I passed out cold. I was so bored. I slept hard. I said, they were they were good films, but I, I think that you've we've now gone into that mode where 
when you talk about the fantasy genre and literature, that has now become a really safe bet for anybody who doesn't really know what they're fucking talking about and wants to quote something. So they go to, oh, yeah, no, like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Tolkien, yeah. <laughs> Do you know? And you're like, okay, so you read them then. And they go, the movie was great. And you're like, <laughs> so you didn't fucking read the book. So you can't quote it as your favorite literary genre if you haven't read the book. You can quote it as your favorite film. Yeah. Or your favourite adaptation. <laughs> but you cannot sit... Because I'm, I'm really good at when most people will turn around and and, and they, they will go, oh, yeah, yeah. No, and so you liked it then. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It was great. And I like this bit and I like that character. And I will suddenly begin to realise that actually you haven't read the book. <laughs> and I will call you on it because you're pretending. <laughs> I had a roommate when I was living in Newcastle and he had the complete Lord of the Rings and he said he refused to watch the movie until he read the book. Michelle, I lived with that guy for, what, two, three years? <laughs> he didn't even make it first, first fucking chapter. And he's like, oh, stuff it, I'm going to watch it. No, no, you said. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> you know he watched it when you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really, they're really, really good. I, I, I enjoyed them. I think they're long and you've got to be invested. Yeah. You know, they're not an easy, quick read. No. Um, and it can be, if you're not invested, it can be a little bit descriptive, heavy. You think? Yeah. <laughs> that meme, isn't it? You've talked, yeah. What was it? You talked about a tree for three chapters. Stop it now. Well, do you know what? I've got to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so that's the sort of thing we do. Yeah. Go, yeah. You're telling me not to? <laughs> Prepare for another four. Because <laughs> I, th- I thought Stephen King in certain books can be a bit too over-descriptive. Then I tried reading fucking Tolkien. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> so you, you like that with... I mean, we, we've done kind of touched on this before in previous rambles, but are, are you like that in general? You just don't like talking trees and fairies and goblins and ghouls? or No, I just don't have the patience to invest in the book of that stature. Well, that's fair enough. Um, you know, I, I admit, like, I probably would have been too embarrassed to admit that, you know, when I was younger. But now it's just like, do you know what? No. I see, Like I've said before, and I'll say it again. There's a map at the beginning. I ain't reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so fucking gift you a map <laughs> of some fantasy land for fucking Christmas or something. You're going to get this random parcel turn up. <laughs> but what you've just, you've just said, it, to me... I don't think that you should ever judge or criticise someone for anything that they read because reading should be an enjoyment. It should be an outlet. Yeah. An outlet. It should be a pleasure. You know, if you sit there, I've got a friend who just reads Meals and Boons. For anybody who doesn't know what Meals and Boons is, (gasps) it's basically mummy, erotica, soft porn. You know, it talks about heaving bosoms and throbbing members. I might might judge them a little bit. No, but that's that's their outlet. No, they're quite true. happy reading it. You know, yeah. on average, they're what like 150 pages, and there's always a half naked, open shirt, dashing bloke in leggings on the front. You know? Anyone listening, look up Barbara Cartland on on Google if you don't know who she is. Oh, it's an eye opener. Or Jilly Cooper. Yes. They, so like she wrote, I think the majority of the Mills and Boons, didn't she, back in the day? And it's it's like, and she loves it, you know. And it's her outlet, it's her de-stress, and she reads. So I wouldn't judge anybody on if you. Some people like little books, some people like big books, some people 
only have one genre. Some people bounce about. Yeah. So no, I, I I'm quite proud of you to say that I, I don't like it because it's it's too epic. It is. It's too much. <laughs> much too much. What's the biggest kind of book you've ever read? Oh god. What do you know? What the sort of like size wise. So a, a book, so not a series, a book. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. What have I got here? I'm trying to see if I've got... Oh, prob- probably The Damnation Game by Clive Barker. Quite chunky, isn't it? That is a chunky... I think maybe that... But no, I think most of them I end up like kind of giving up on. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm, I, I Don't get me wrong, I have tried. But like... But you shouldn't. If it's If you're forcing it... Don't do it. No. You're too old. Don't waste your life. No, no. Like I said, I've done this million, you know, a million and one times before. I've tried them. If I'm not going to get into them, I mm. close them on. In some cases, naked lunch, I chuck them across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's reading a, that. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even have to be like epics, like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I gave up on so quickly. I used to be proud of never giving up on a book. So even if I didn't enjoy it, I would make a point of reading it. Yeah. But as I've got older, I just don't have the, the life to waste. So I'll, I'll get to a certain point. I'll be like, this just isn't improving. I'm just not feeling it. And I just, I'll just go, no, and move on to something that I enjoy. Yeah. I have to admit, doing doing this podcast has opened my eyes a, a bit more. Because specifically, some of the, the cover out of some of the books that say, like, you've recommended or said, like, mm. let's give it a try. Mm. To be honest, if I'd seen them in the shop, it's like, oh, basic, oh, you know, <laughs> it looks like oh, it's going to be boring. You know, it's it's going to be mm. the same thing that's like mass produced because they all look the same colours, the same fonts mm. and all that. And it's like, I could buy that in Asda. Why would I want to get one I could buy in an Asda supermarket? <laughs> but you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. No, we shouldn't. No. And that's what I think definitely I've learned that more so mm. by doing this. Having said that, though, I saw a really good tip. Uh, I think it was on Facebook. Uh, a guy put on there that he was once told by an English teacher that you should judge a book by its cover in the sense that the more well-read and battered it looks is an indication of how good it is because of how many people that have read it. <laughs> well, in that respect, one of the greatest books ever read was um, Forever by Judy Bloom in our, in our high school. <laughs> 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 because you just had to hold it and it, and it fell onto a certain page. <laughs> that thing was battered. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's 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 quite true. Um, but yeah, I don't think I read that Judy Bloom one. I think I was reading something horror. I think <laughs> it got. I remember when that turned up in school. It was like nice, fresh, crisp. I don't know who bought it. Do you know what? I ended up buying it after. <laughs> <laughs> it got passed around the because we went to an all-girl Catholic high school. People, it was frustration city. Yeah. I remember, I remember the first day we arrived there. All the girls were going running to the wall, and they're like leaning over and like wolf whistling and da da da. And you go and have a look over, and there's some crusty old postman on the other side. <laughs> and they're all saying, "Trust me, you're here long enough. You're gonna be doing it too." <laughs> and they were right. They were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was too busy. Um, was it a group circling one cigarette between a bunch of us behind the uh, PE hall or whatever? Do you know we were so fucking clever? So the, do you remember how we used to hide the smoke? So we used to have wimpies in the UK before McDonald's. <laughs> 
and you know you get like a so think McDonald's, but it was wimpy back then. Mm. Um, you you get the drinks cup, and what we used to do is we used to make a hole in the top of the plastic lid, and you'd put your lit cigarette through the hole in the top. Um, and then what you do is you would you would so that would capture the smoke, the most of the smoke, and you would take your drawer on your cigarette while it was still in the cup. <laughs> And then you would exhale your smoke through the straw into the cup. Do you remember any? The shit we did. Because we used to hide on the hockey pitch. Yeah, that under was under the hedges, didn't we? There was always you, hiding but, places. Yeah, but the smoke would give you away because you just have this bloom of smoke coming up. So you had to share it. There was about five of you passing this fucking wimpy cup around. <laughs> one cigarette. One cigarette. And by the, you know, if you were number five, you were getting this soggy oh. old battered butt. Don't you just miss? Don't you just miss the days of being able to say, "All right, who bummed the cigarette? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who bummed it?" And although the smoke used to ex- escape, it kind of dispersed it enough, didn't it? You know, like to to not have this smoke signal to let everybody know that we were under the edge. <laughs> ah, good times. I think it's why there was there was the other place near the um, near one of the buildings at the back, and it had an uh, open drain pipe. <laughs> And now we wouldn't go anywhere near that. I'd be thinking, rats, sepsis will die. But what we used to do was hold the lit cigarette into the open pipe and exhale the smoke into the open pipe. So it would go all the way up to the top of the roof. And again, no smoke signal. I think we were fucking ingenious. <laughs> we had to learn quick because, man, I, I messed up sometimes. I used to smoke out my bedroom window when I was a kid, but the thing was over through the fag butts. Onto the neighbor's <laughs> roof because <laughs> you had because there was like two floors to the houses and there was like a an extension at the front of both, <laughs> which was a, a downstairs toilet. But I would throw all the butts onto their roof. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine the entire thing was covered in cigarette butts. And it's like neither of them smoked. <laughs> you adapt. You adapt. You do. You learn very quickly. <laughs> But so, yes, okay, that's but We digress. <laughs> Again. So now, come on, Shell, what is your most controversial literary opinion? I don't get Jane Austen. Ooh, God. There are people <laughs> who are pretty feral about Jane Austen. Yes. But in particular, Pride and Prejudice. And I, I tried Pride, Prejudice and Zombies, but... <laughs> that was all right. <laughs> See, I like a, a historical setting. You know, I'm I'm up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something. I mean, that Pride and Prejudice, as an example, is a. I mean, I, I will confess that this is now my interpretation of it because uh, it was so long ago. But what springs to mind is a jumped-up diva princess thinking <laughs> she's too good for a bloke. The bloke liking her but not having the balls to say it. So being sneaking, going behind her back and helping and interfering out with other people's business, which does her a favour. For her to be leery about it, to then say to him, oh, okay, actually, you did a nice thing and I like you. Let's get married. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm, you know, I have to agree. I am not a fan of the Jane Austen books. No, I mean, so much so that I was recently in Bath, went to the House of Frankenstein. Nice. It was very cool. Went to the House of Frankenstein and two doors below the House of Frankenstein. And the reason House of Frankenstein is in Bath, a little fun fact for anybody, is that she spent time in Bath. Mary Shelley spent time in Bath. Mm. 
and that's why it's there. But apparently so did Jane Austen. So two doors below, because they're, they're these converted Victorian houses is what they are. You've got the Jane Austen house. And the friend that I was with, knowing that I'm, I'm quite book mad, went, well, we could do there as well. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going, we're going to that, that one there, that door that has an eight foot statue of Frankenstein. That's where we're going. We're not going to this one here with a model of a woman with a bonnet on. We're not doing it. <laughs> you, you are not really a bonnet and um, petticoat kind of girl, are you? No. And it's. It's really weird because I love classic um, fiction. You know, I yeah. love Wuthering Heights. It's one of my favourite books. Love it. Um, but there's just something about like Pride and Prejudice. It just, it sticks in with it. And I, I'm, again, another really controversial one. I don't get Little Women. <gasps> I don't get it. I respect how important it is to some people. Yeah. And I respect their choice in their genre. But for me, I'm just like, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to read it. I don't want to listen to a dramatisation of it. No, I can't cope with it. Thanks. I think my biggest issue with Little Women is I I loved it. Mm. Uh going throughout because i thought joe was a fantastic character mm-hmm. um what i hated was that she still had to end up with a man at the end it just just it was like a how-to of oppression i mean she she was just like so independent all the way through and then at the end yeah yeah but i want to buy no in order to be happy Need a man. She had to, yeah, she she needed a man. Bollocks to that. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's not for me. And it's crazy because I, I it's not even that it, I don't like historical settings. Um, I mean, we've, we've, we've read some historical stuff. We've got some lined up. We do indeed. No, it's that kind of flowery... My life's not complete unless I'm with someone. You know, my my whole being is to find someone to settle down with, and you know, you don't exist for another person. No, I mean, and people will turn around and they'll go, "Yeah, but that's reflective of the time." And again, I can get that it's reflective of the time, but it's a time you wouldn't be part of. <laughs> Yeah, and, and there are there's other books that we've read both together and independently where the, the choice of language is reflective of the time and not at all appropriate or acceptable yeah. for now. But there's been enough of a story for you to go, okay, I'm going to put that unacceptability in a box because, you know, it, it's, it was just reflective of the language and the environment then. And the story will carry you through and that allows you to do that. But when the whole thing is focused around that era and expectation of the time, I just ain't feeling it. No. It's... No Jane Austen, Jane Austen, no Little Women. I mean, I think... Do you think we'll get hate mail? Well, (laughs) I think if not for what you've done, it's what I'm about to say now. I would liken Jane Austen, like a modern version would be like the Sweet Valley High books. Yeah, like young, it's not even young adult because there's some really cool young adult stuff out there. Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It's very much that feel, isn't it? Mm. And I'm sorry, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to get hate for that one. But that no, I, I completely agree. It's it's innocuous and all about getting buys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, and there's no other story. It doesn't feel like there's another story within it that is the story it's all very surface isn't it 
Yeah. Mm. Well, a bit more depth to you, sorry, a bit more meat, a bit more juice to it, you know. Yeah, and like I said, you, you, you acknowledge that some books are reflective of their time and the choice of language. And that's fair enough. And that's fair enough, but there's enough of a story underneath it for you to accept, okay, that's that's period related, that's time frame related, we know that, you know. Yeah. But this story's great, you know, it and and yeah, that that is just, you know, someone messing about in someone else's business, pretending she doesn't like the boy, the boy liking her, it's, interfering it's with just some also, stuff. Yeah. It's also surface, isn't it? It's just ugh. No, yeah. give them give them a brain, give them a mind, give them something else. <laughs> so for me, that's it, yeah. But I, I can see that if we do think of it like in that point of view of like, uh, it's like a Sweet Valley High style writing, I you can see why it's popular. Oh, definitely, and I respect anybody who loves it. Yeah, you know, and and I also respect that little women. It is very important to to some women some readers but i i don't understand what it is that makes them so iconic and stand the test of time isn't it, isn't it quite funny that we've gone from our two controversial opinions is one that's a very in-depth book to a very mm. a very light book yes isn't it weird though <laughs> so we like to meet somewhere in the middle in the middle but that's us all over no, exactly isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both. Uh, we obviously differ on the Hobbit, but we definitely both agree on the old Jane Austen. Cool. All right. That wasn't too bad, was, was it? That was pretty long. <laughs> Gosh, I hope we don't get hate mail. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone's choice. <laughs> everyone's opinions and choices are valid. We're just expressing the ones that we particularly feel, and it does not mean that yours is any better or any worse. Perfect. Applaud. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at Two Crones Pod and on Instagram at Two Crones and a Book. Also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>